Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all, season 11, episode 265. I'm Adam Walker. And I'm Sanjay Park. And a, a warning from the beginning here, both Adam and I are a little sick. So yeah. this is going to be the sneezy coffee sniffly episode. Uh, this so is going to be the I'm going to try to mute really quick before I hack a lung up episode. That's I think right. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. So got it. Don't be surprised when either one of us kind of suddenly drops in the middle of talking <laughs> because. And also, I, I should also mention that because I've been sick for like several days now, I'm a little fuzzy. So if I say something that's just not quite right, just roll with it. It's okay. I, it, so what I you're mean saying well. is just like normal. So, so it, it's going to be like a normal episode. <laughs> yes. Nothing different. That's exactly usual. what I'm yeah. saying. Okay. Yeah. If I, if I mispronounce a word, it's because I'm fuzzy. Yeah, that's what uh, I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I've been fuzzy for years then. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, listen, in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Twitter, but honestly, not all that much. Uh, we're going to talk about some crazy stuff for sale on eBay, a study that finds some information about AI, a PR statement from LastPass that was real interesting that I'm hoping you're going to break down because I did read it, but not all of it, maybe. And uh, DuckDuckGo, Delta, and some weird wacky, and of course, TechRex at the end. So let's kick it off. Where well, are we at? Plus, there's New Year's resolutions. Oh, yeah, we're going to do some New Year's resolutions at the end. Yeah, at the bonus. very, very end. Bonus. So if you're going for tech recs, don't go to the very end, go to the almost end. Yeah, yeah. But let's start out with Twitter. Twitter experiences a widespread global outage. And this was surprising is this. (laughs) I feel like like that that should that should be tacked on the title comma and no one is surprised. Like, I mean, that's what happens when you fire everybody, you know, like well, well, when you fire everybody and you drop one of the data centers. Yeah. That they've been using. Yeah, it's not like I mean. I know it's been shedding a lot of users, myself included, but they still get a lot of users. So you kind of got to have the server capacity and all the other stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's so disappointing. This, it, the this whole thing, thing, the whole thing right? is so like, disappointing. I, I don't we know really need this... a new one and we need a new social network. Come on, people. I know there's got to be like 40 people working on good social networks right now. Someone, somebody drop. You know, we didn't tag this article, but it was interesting. I didn't know this, that apparently Mastodon mm-hmm. is a nonprofit and they yep. had multiple offers. For, I think they said like five different venture firms trying to invest in them. And they said no, because they wanted, wanted to protect their yeah. nonprofit status. And so yeah, I saw that too. You know, I think Mastodon, though, isn't entirely there, though. No. Because I, the other articles I'm reading is that, you know, you've got to run your own server. You can yeah. run your own server yeah. and then host other people. But if you do that, then now are you responsible for anything that they post that is copyright infringement? Now, do you have to do the job of running around and doing all this kind of stuff? Yeah. Or is running a Mastodon server kind of like running an email server where you have no responsibility for what's going through it? Yeah. Right. I, so I, I don't I think know. the law is clear on that, but I, I don't know that we have a good um, there's no good alternative yet. Alternative at this point. What Crossing the alternative the should have been was Twitter being a nonprofit from the get go. Yeah. Just like Wikipedia. Yeah. And then, you know, this would have been all fine. Yeah. It would have worked out better. Speaking of things that need to work out better. California bans Tesla from marketing its EVs as, quote, full self driving, because as we know, they are not. So I feel like that's like 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 that's kind of like saying. You can't say it's completely free if you're going to charge $100,000 for it. Like that, right. like, 
real. I, it's just common sense, you know? And, and to be clear, the, the bill doesn't specifically state Tesla. It says all manufacturers, but really they're kind of the main one. I mean, that, but that Tesla, Tesla's the only one bold enough and stupid enough to name something full self-driving that's not full self-driving. I mean, and I, it's I, been years now it's been at this years. point. It's just right? absurd. Like it's one thing, it's funny because this is one thing that I tell entrepreneurs that, you know, when you're selling to other companies, they're very slow. And it, yeah. it can take six months to close a deal. Yeah. So really what you should be doing as an entrepreneur, as a founder is selling the, the capabilities you're going to have about six months from now as if they exist today, mm, right? because it's okay. going to take them a while to get those. Yeah. That's how I did it. Okay. Like okay. I would talk about things. And by the time they, they uh, actually bought, like those things were real. At nice. Nice. Tesla's doing this thing where it's like, okay, we're going to sell the things now and say that they exist, but they're not going to exist for another 50 years. Right. Like, well, or, or they say, or they say it's going to exist next year. And then next year comes in. Oh, it's going to exist next year. And then next, I mean, like they just keep kicking the can down the road. Right. Like they can't ever get there. Like you just, can't come do on, that guys. perpetually. Like yeah. you've got to actually get there at some mm -hmm. point. Yeah, right? that's right. That's so. right. Yeah. Next up. Uh, well, this is not a great thing no, for sale on eBay. I, I apparently I need to be trolling eBay more. A military database of fingerprints and iris scans. Man, this device looked whack too. Yeah. And, and so, it and it sold for like $68? Is that not what I saw? much at all? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> what this is is a, a device that was used by the military to get gather iris and fingerprint scans. Mm -hmm. Some were uh people that were being arrested in, right. in you know while we were prosecuting wars, but others were like security professionals, people in the military, folks like that that were going through kind of training and things uh, of that nature. Well, there were 2,632 people's photographs, fingerprints, and iris scans, names, e and nationalities on a memory card no. that was bought off of eBay. No. So if you've ever wondered, like when we talk about how it's not a great thing that these people are all collecting your stuff and you're like, ah, it'll be fine. They'll protect it. No, they won't. No, they often no, they will won't. not. No, they, and we're going to talk more about uh, non-protection. We should have put that other one up here later, the last pass. one. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people not protecting things, it seems like, that lately. Uh, no, this is a weird one, but I'm going to explain why we tagged it as a tech news article. Uh, so Andrew Tate detained in Romania over rape and human trafficking case. So Andrew Tate is an influencer. He's known for his very very misogynist, male misogynist, hyper male misogynist views and rants and things like that. And he got in a Twitter battle with uh, Greta Thunberg Thunberg, over the last week. And, and the, the word on the street was that in that Twitter battle, he posted a photo of himself uh, it, like receiving a pizza. And based on the pizza box, they figured out where he was located and they were able to arrest him. Now, I think that might have been debunked as a rumor. Uh, the article that I read said that was actually a rumor that they've actually been tracking him in Romania for quite some time, and they just finally went in and got him, and the timing worked out with Greta Thunberg. Uh, I will say this. I don't think anybody should pick a fight with Greta Thunberg. Like, I feel like she is smarter and like just more capable than like 98% of humans. So at, at 19 years old, like you should not mess with her. It's I, a bad I idea. Think, so. I think her and AOC... Like their yeah. ability to tear people down. They could basically rule the world if they like. If anybody's going to take over the planet, it's Greta Thunberg and AOC. If they combine, like they could just rule everybody. Like it's, it's just like Voltron. They, I'm they would just combine saying, and like 
become like a super person. It is, it is their ability to just destroy people's arguments is so remarkable. And they're just so smart and so impressive. Like I, anyway. the nuance a oh, lot of times, so I mean, you've got to be impressed. Like so wow, good. that, that just like the way you fit this argument yeah. together is just impressive. It's like just it, it's, it's like a de de debate team masterclass. It like really anybody is. That's in high school debate. Yeah. yeah. Should be probably studying these two people. You need to follow both of them on Twitter, man. They right? just tear people and just up. See how they tear people up. It's but, crazy. Uh, so impressive. So anyway. last up before the break, a study finds AI assistance help developers produce code that's more likely to be buggy and not just buggy, but more prone to security issues. All right. So this goes back to the first article, too. Is anyone surprised by this? Like, I mean, like I would like the fact that an AI assistant can produce code that works is remarkable. The fact that it's not as good as code that's handwritten is totally unsurprising to me. So right. like, I'm like, okay, I, I got, I get it. Like, of course, I mean, because it's, it's trained on just a general code base yeah. with basically zero understanding of what is a security flaw and what is not. Right. And so then it's just cobbling things together based on that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like the, I feel like here's the hierarchy. Okay. There's the person that says, what is code? Okay. Then there's me. Right. <laughs> then there's the AI coding, which is way better than me, like so uh -huh. better than me. Uh-huh. Then there's probably you, and then there's probably like full-time coders. Like that's the oh, that's yeah. the that's the structure. Okay. And in between me and the full-time coders, it's a huge gap. Well, and between that, me and big. the AI, there's just as big a gap. <laughs> Let's just be clear here, yep. you know? So yeah. So um, I think this yeah. is a this is a warning to companies that are trying to get more productivity out of their developers and trying to arm them with these kinds of tools that's dangerous. Yeah. It, it, it might be okay for a first time internal minimal viable like product yeah. test. Yep. Yep. But you should not be using that code base to actually deploy something. Nope. Nope. Um, nope. And thinking that it's going to be secure and safe and, and actually functional. Yep. That's right. All right. Next up. What's in a PR statement? LastPass breach explained. And basically, this is pretty brilliant, I will say. So they took the LastPass PR statement about this next breach or this continued breach or however you want to look at it. Yeah. And they basically took it like piece by piece. And they're like, and here's what the statement really means. And here's what they're really trying not to say. And here's what we learned from this statement. Like one of the things that I thought was interesting is they pulled out one section and they said, oh, in this section, they mentioned that they're storing all of your IP addresses. So now they have all of your IP addresses from all of your devices, all on your servers that you didn't realize that they were storing. And like, yep. so it was, it was a pretty fascinating read. I mean, what did you get out of it? Yeah. I mean, so that, that one is uh pretty damning and also um, tells you that you should be using a VPN. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a lot of pieces and this like deconstruction of this uh, statement really does say that they've laid the groundwork to blame the user mm -hmm. instead of themselves. So apparently over time, they, when they started, they didn't have any requirements for the iterations used for the password generation. So uh, step back a little bit. So what happens with some of these things is that you'll use a password and then the computer will use an algorithm and it'll do iterations of that algorithm. And so it'll take that password that you give it and it'll, you kind of mutate it using that algorithm and right. then it'll use whatever comes out of that algorithm to then feed that algorithm again. So it'll, it'll do that. 
Right. And uh, one of the big uh, kind of security firms or, or organization says that they recommend 310,000 iterations of this algorithm to be able to kind of obfuscate this uh, password. Um, and it's helpful for when uh, people, which they always do, choose bad passwords or weak passwords, right? So th this strengthens yeah. that. Right. Well, apparently when LastPass started, they didn't have any. And there were people that had one iteration of this algorithm being used on their password. So what that means is it makes it really, 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 really easy right. for somebody to brute force hack into these accounts. Mm. Um, they moved it to 500 iterations, then 5,000 iterations. Um, and then I think it moved up from there. But what they didn't do is the people that were still on less iterations, they never forced them oh, no. to increase. Yeah. And they never gave them a warning that they needed to go do that. Right. So basically it was upon the user to go into their settings and know that they had to do this. And most Which users are not going to know this. I don't, no, 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 you, no. All users are not going to know this. Like, like yeah. one in a one in 10,000 users are going to know they should do that. So like, yeah. Yeah. So they, they've laid a lot of groundwork to basically blame users. And so what this breach is, is that they had a breach before they did not mitigate it fully and successfully. So they had a secondary breach that was stemmed from that first breach where now this act, this threat actor has gotten the databases that are encrypted for everybody, but now they have both pieces that now they can kind of brute force their way into this database. Oh, and by the way, they also stored every website, the URLs um, in plain text, not encrypted. So now the threat actor can go like, well, I care about logging into eBay. Let me find all the eBay passwords and let oh, me just focus no. on those. Oh no. So if you're using LastPass, you should probably not be using LastPass. Uh-huh. You should yeah. move on. It's um, time it's time to move on. Uh, that's yeah. scary. That's we we've, we've recommended scary. in the past Bitwarden. I'm still Bitwarden a Bitwarden fan. I use Dashlane works, as well. Yeah, yeah. Both great. Works yep. really well. Give it a look. Maybe that mm -hmm. should be your New Year's resolution listener. If you're mm -hmm. not using a password manager, use a password manager. Yeah, that's right. All right. What's up next? Next up, Comcast Xfinity accounts hacked in a widespread two-factor authentication bypass attacks. Yay! Oh my God. So this is what this is. <laughs> so apparently you could enable two-factor authentication on your account. Yep. But Comcast had built in a bypass yep. where there's a certain code that you could use. Right. That then it would just be like, yeah, you're good. You don't need to give a two-factor authentication. And you know that that code got leaked. Of course. And so now a bunch of people had different email addresses added onto their accounts mm -hmm. where emails were forwarded to. Mm -hmm. And uh, there you go. So Ugh. yeah, what so the, scary, man. a line from the, the, the article says once they gained access to the account and are prompted to enter the two factor authentication code, the attackers allegedly use a privately circulated one-time password bypass for the Xfinity site that allows them to forge successful two-factor authentication verification requests. Mm. So if you have email from Xfinity, uh, yeah, you're in it's trouble. It's not secure. I mean, that's really what you, what you learn. I, you yeah. know, the, the more I think about it, like the more I realize, like, it's just so insecure. Like you really should be running email through your own domain name, through your own Microsoft 365, like account set up somewhere or, or Google suite. I mean, I mean or, yeah, or, or your own domain name through Google Suite, but like your own domain name is just, it, yeah. it, it, you know, Adam at is just so, like whatever your right. domain name is like this so much more secure. It's so much more controllable. 
Everything else gets gets really spirals out of your, your control and can become it's very wonky dangerous. really easily. It right? really does. Yeah. So I mean, I think it adds a couple of benefits by doing this, and and maybe this is the second New Year's resolutions for our listeners. Yeah. Uh, that they should do buy a domain name and transition everything to that domain name. What it everything. does is it lets you move from service to service. Like That's right. If you start with Google Apps, and for some reason you decide like, hey, I don't like Google anymore. Or I don't like Google yeah. Apps anymore. You're stuck. I want to move to Microsoft 365, or I want to move to you know, Proton Mail or, or something else. Yeah. You can do that very easily by just redirecting your domain. Right. The other thing that it does is you're much less of a target, right? I mean, you have a handful of email addresses versus attack attacking Comcast Xfinity. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to get millions of accounts all at once. Yep. It's very less likely that your domain is going to get attacked yep. just because the number of nobody, cares so nobody, so ca- nobody cares about you because nobody cares because nobody cares about you. I mean, that's yeah, the, pretty much. Well, and so actually this plays into an article, uh, uh, two articles up. So I'm going to skip ahead an article really fast. Yep. So DuckDuckGo now blocks Google sign in pop-ups on all sites. And so this is a great example, like DuckDuckGo get like that whole, like, Oh, do you want to log in with an email? Here's the thing, or just log in with Google. And then you can click log in with Google and you don't have to create an account and all that stuff. The problem with that is, it's significantly less secure and you're giving those sites access to your Google account and to your Google data at that point. And so Dr. goes like, no, that's really not very safe and it's not nearly as private. So we're just going to block that entirely, which I kind of love. And again, that goes back to the whole, like, if everything's on Google, maybe that's not a great thing, right? You're muted. Oops, sorry about that. See, there you go. I was coughing and I, I muted and then I didn't unmute. Um, the, the That single point of failure is, is kind of an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you lose control of that one account. And, you know, if you, it is a Gmail account, like it's probably out there. Mm-hmm. Right? Whereas if it's on your own domain, it takes a little bit of digging to figure out that you're hosted on Google Apps and and kind of down the line. And then hacking but, your way through all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. but when mm-hmm. I know it's a gmail.com app, I know where your email is. Like, yep. It's pretty obvious yep. uh, where your email is. Yep, that's right. Okay, moving on to uh, something. God, silly. India makes USB Type-C charging must for device makers from March 2025. I, I've railed against this before when we're talking about the Europe thing. They're just falling on the Europe thing. They are. This is dumb. Everybody's going to fall. Everybody's going to fall in line. I mean, it's going to like the U.S. is going to come out with this at some point for sure. This is dumb. I know. I mean, I, w- I will say this. It's I helpful, would appreciate, but also dumb. Yeah. I would appreciate being able to travel without having to take travel chargers, you know, the adapters with me Ooh, that'd be because nice. all the prongs are yeah. all different. Yeah. You know, I would appreciate just being able to plug in. But if you just plug in now, you got to worry like, hey, is there something nefarious on the other side of that port stealing my data? And so now do I have to take a data blocker with yes, me? Yes, of course. I do. I, always. I, mean, I always travel Always. Yeah. But it would be nice not to have to, because we've had that happen before where we've traveled to two different countries on an international trip and both countries are on a different standard of, mm-hmm. of like plug format. So then you got to take all the adapters. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of annoying. But I think this is a bad thing for innovation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right too, but I still also like it. So I, it just sort of is, I mean, it just is. But speaking of things, that I think are bad, but same good. Okay. This next, uh-huh. this last article in forward and wacky Delta will reportedly make its in-flight Wi-Fi free. And the, the unwritten part of that title is 
giving Adam no excuse to avoid being connected to the internet while on the flight. So like, that's the part, like, I don't want to be connected. I don't want any part of the internet while I'm on a flight. Like I just, I want to be on a little Island that is a plane in the sky with no internet connection for that period of time. Like that's what I want. But so the benefit here is you can still be on that Island but if you forgot to download your Netflix show or your Hulu show or something like that, oh, you got access to Wi-Fi. Look at you, you being all you reasonable and stuff. I mean, oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, crap. Now, now you're not and, wrong. That and, sucks. And you can always tell people like, oh, sorry, I was on the plane. And they can go like, oh, but you had free Wi-Fi. Like, oh, but my device ran out of power. Yeah, I would probably never do that. I would just be like, no, I just don't care. Like, I yeah. just don't like, I just don't No, I just don't want to be connected right now. What's your problem? Why are you, why are you pushing well, me, man? Well, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, there's some people you can't do that with, right? Like the, the boss of the house, you can't do that with the boss of the house. I, I, that's the only that person. Way. That's the yeah. only person you say, can't do that. That's with. the exception so, to the rule. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fair. Well, I think this is a great thing. Delta, uh, you know, making Wi-Fi free. So you don't even have to I, think yeah, about it, it. It really is. It's, it's good, good stuff. Good. I like it, it. It's a good thing. Time for the Weird and Wacky segment. Abominable snowman. Oh, not an axe murderer. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. Next up, we've got Weird and Wacky. Uh, just one article for you here. Yeah. And I'm going to be interested to see if you'd be willing to do this. But a 73-year-old pays $370 a month to live on a plane that he bought for $100,000 from a salvage yard. And he says, I have no regrets. And in fact, he wants to actually, he's got land in, in Japan as well. He wants to buy a second plane and, and put it there so that he has two plane homes to yeah. live in. What yeah. do you think? Would you live in a plane? Oh yeah, for sure. If it's, if it's, if it's the right for location. Sure. Oh yeah. If it's the right location and it's the right cost and it, and it's not garbage on the inside. Like those would be my three right. criteria, right? So, uh, so if you build it out nice on the inside. And it's in a location that's like cool or whatever, whatever it yeah. is. Uh, and it's like cheap like this. Oh man, in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Yeah. I mean, I guess people do it with shipping containers. Yeah. This is just like a giant shipping container. I mean, a much larger shipping container. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, so I think it, it's all going to depend, come down to like that, that cost benefit ratio, you know, like how much does it cost and how much do you benefit? And I think $370 a month is a pretty sweet deal to uh to, I mean to, to live at you paid quite a bit to get it all there and and kind oh, of I'm sure I'm sure set up and everything I'm sure his overall expenses if broken down by the month are are much 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 more significant but still it's yeah. a cool story it's a neat thing like the little pictures of it and how he's got it set up or neat I mean they're not it's not super nice on the inside but he has made it kind of homey um right. and you know that's pretty cool so I mean smart guy for buying he bought 10 acres of land in a suburb of Portland Oregon for twenty five thousand eight hundred dollars back in the early 70s so this has been kind of a thing he's been All right. contemplating doing for a while. There you go. There you go. Tech wreck, tech wreck. Time to get your tech wreck. Tech, 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 tech wreck. Chicky, chicky. Tech wreck. Time tech to wreck. get your tech wreck. All right, all right. Last episode of the year. Last tech wreck of the year. What do you have for us, Adam? Uh, I'm going to recommend Kindle Unlimited. Um, I mean, for 10 bucks a month, you get access to a stupid amount of books and uh, and I found some really great ones on there, both fiction and nonfiction. I'm reading a book on there now called The One Page Marketing Plan. That's one of the better breakdowns of marketing that I've ever read, honestly. And, and his, his approach is very simple, very uh, actionable, very uh, comprehensible. So uh, I, I've really enjoyed 
many of the books that I found on there. So it for it's so much it's so much cheaper than buying them. Buy if I had to bu- buy every book that I've read on there, it would cost yeah. way more than ten dollars a month. So it's pretty great. Yeah, I that sounds good. I I've always like looked at that and I'm like. I don't know if I read quick enough to make it worthwhile. So, so I mean, it, well, quick enough or long enough, right? I mean, maybe quick you need to read long read enough, long. Yeah. If you read five hours a day, you could plow through some books. That's all I'm going to say. That's true. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, what we do is we do the delayed shipping for our Amazon stuff. So we get the digital rewards and we use that money to buy the books for free. So. Ooh, wait, good, tell me good more about hack. that. Is that the is that the once a week shipping stuff? No, that's uh, when you're on Prime. Yeah. Um, you know, normally you get everything in a day or two. Yep. But sometimes there's an option to say like, "Hey, delay this. Like, I don't need it right away, so it'll come in like a week or something like that." Yeah. And they'll give you a dollar, maybe two dollars in digital rewards. Oh. And you can use that for Kindle books. You can use it for buying movies on Amazon Prime uh, Video. Um, so you can use it for a lot of different things. So okay. it's. I don't think nice I realized that. That's yeah. pretty slick. Okay. The only thing is you got to be careful because uh, we actually had some of our digital rewards disappear on us because we didn't use them fast enough. So there's an expiration on that uh, stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. So Good to uh, know. If you're having that happen and you know there's movies that you want to watch in the next 60 days, you can go ahead and buy them now and you can watch them, rent them now and watch them anytime in the next 60 days. Mm. Um, so that'll use up some of your money. So there, there's a little t- uh, tip trick for you. Oh, good to that. know. Good to know. All right, well, uh, what's your uh, tech rec? So I've got something that I've been using for a while, uh, and I've been waiting to make a recommendation on it, but it's a service called Follow Up Then. Actually, been using it for many, many years, and uh, in this last year, I decided to pay for it so that I got expanded capabilities. So here's the problem I have. I email people, and I expect them to respond back. <laughs> a lot of times they don't. And then yeah. I forget that I'm waiting on a response from them. Follow Up Then is that autoresponder. So you can CC follow up then or BCC follow up then. Okay. And you can do different timescales. You can do, you know, 10 minutes from now. You can do one day from now. You can do four weeks from now. You can do three months from now. You can do six years from now. And in that time, it will then, if you CC follow up then, it will Mm -hmm. email the, the recipient if they have not responded in that time. It will be like, hey, uh, Sanjay's still waiting on a response for this. If it BC, if you BCC it, it'll only email you. Okay. And then you can follow up and say like, Hey, wondering where we're at on this. So it's pretty fantastic to make sure that follow-ups end up happening. And so they've got a couple of skills in there. So, uh, you can hook it into your email client, into your email inbox, and it'll monitor and watch for replies on that same thread. So if it sees a reply, then it cancels that follow-up. So you don't get extra email garbage, but when you do have something that you need followed up on, there you go. So I've actually got it automatically copied, BCC'd on every email I send out. And then as I'm writing the email, I think like, do I need to care about the follow-up on this or not? Right. If I don't, yeah. I just delete that uh, and then hit send. Okay, man, that's really cool. I'm checking this out right now. It looks like it's $4 a month for unlimited much. stuff. Um, That's pretty fantastic. I'm going to... Check that out. Okay. Yeah, there, there's a couple of add-ons that you have to then pay more for. Like if you want to do white labeling, which I don't. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like another $4 a month. Right. Um, And I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't really care. Like people right. know that I'm using follow-up then. It's fine. It's totally but fine. if you're fancy and and you don't want people to know, you can use your own domain, which we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can right. use your own yeah. domain um, and have follow-up then use that instead. So. Well, and th- it looks like there's also a free for 50 active there reminders is. a month, which I, I mean, honestly, that might be enough for me is yeah. just 
50 a month sounds like a so, lot. So one of the things that I use it for is recurring reminders. So my inbox is a lot of times my task list as well. Okay. Okay. So I will use that. I know that's not a thing that you're supposed to do. And a lot of people say you should oh, do it. It sounds like I, a total I, nightmare, I man. Total nightmare. Yeah. So, yeah. But I do it. And because it reminds me of things like I'll send myself like monthly reminders, like, Hey, you need to go, like, I need to remind myself to go update all the network hardware in the house to make sure all the security patches are up to date. Right. So I get an email in my inbox. So I definitely see it. And then I'm like, okay, I go do it and I delete the email and then I'm done. And then the email comes again in, in another month. Got it. Uh, I do that same thing for, um, uh, credit reports. Okay. Right. Nice. So there, there's yep. all the credit reporting agencies and yep. I forget to do that. And you're supposed to do it on a regular basis, but I yeah. send myself a follow up then sends me an email regularly and reminds me to go right. and I'm going to set this up today. Credit agencies. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect no, with you? No, no, we got one more thing, Oh, man. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Totally we got forgot. New Year's resolutions. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, you're right, you're right, all right. What uh, do you got for us? What's your New Year's resolution? All right, so uh, I've been doing the thing for about the last 45 days where I committed to physically reading for an hour. I think I mentioned that on the show before. Uh -huh. uh, but I realized the other day that, like, that is, that's learning for an hour, which is important. But I also want to be working on skills. Um, so I think I'm going to add 30 minutes a day of working on a skill. And my, that skill, I'm going to, I'm going to re, restart learning Mandarin for like the 14th time. Um, and I've got an app I want to use, but I'm going to commit to 30 minutes a day on that app. And uh, and then, you know, we're going to see how it goes. I think it's going to I think it's going to get really well. I'm excited about it. Well, 14th time's the charm. Yeah, so 14th I, I, time. That's I, that's what they say. That, that's the saying, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not same. third. Yeah. Third is for wimps. Yeah. Yeah. It's 14th. 14th, 14th is Just keep going. you really keep trying to lock it in. Yeah. So uh, what's your what's your new, new, new Year's I, resolution? Oh, my God. I, so I, I think I've got two. Um, one, I talking about inboxes. I need to get my inbox better. I'm yeah. looking at it right now. I've got 179 emails in my inbox. I need to get that down to like nothing. That's horrifying. Right? Uh -huh. yeah, I, yeah, I know. I, I knew when yeah. I said it, you would find it uh, yeah. cringeworthy. Yeah, stressful. But yeah. I, I mean, yeah, some of the stuff is just like, I can't deal with this just yet. Yeah. So it just sits in there. Yeah, um, I get it. And, and I think part of my problem is, is that I use an external client. I use Thunderbird. So inside of gmail natively i think you can do like the snooze thing yeah, um, yeah. and i can't do that so right. maybe i need to hunt around for something that helps me do that so that yep. it kind of helps thin that out um the other is uh we were actually talking before the show started a recording um and i'm gonna steal from you is i need to say no to some more things yeah man um, just turn I, it down I, I say yes to a yep. lot of things i'm on a lot of boards um because i don't know i've i have this compunction to help uh, mm -hmm. you know like when people ask it's like hard for me to say no yeah um and so i need to say no more yeah, often. no to, to meetings no. yeah no to like uh and i gotta tell you the pandemic has been great for me for that mm -hmm. like i'm doing basically no coffee meetings right yeah. like oh, hey same. if you want to meet same. like 30 minutes zoom call yep in and out yep. like there's no drive time i yep. i can do that yep um but i think i need to pare down on those as well so yep. uh, those are my two hopefully okay. they stick uh, we'll see where we're at at the end of 2023 if uh, my inbox is close to zero or at least single digits. It's going to take you a year goal. to get single there? Digit. Well, <laughs> I hope not. I just hope it sticks to the end of the you. year. I got you. I got you. Same, I hope same. by the end of January I can get into the Hopefully by the end of the year I can string together like two whole Mandarin sentences. That'd be that'd be great. Well, so. maybe your next year's New Year's resolutions needs to be do, done all in Mandarin. Yeah, there you go. I like that. On the fly. <laughs> you can't write it out beforehand. All right. 
<laughs> All right, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me at my website, sanjaypark.com or LinkedIn. You can find me there. People have been hunting me down there as well. Yep. Kind of on Instagram, but not really so much. Nice. Um, so LinkedIn and, and uh, my website. What about you, Adam? Find me on my website, adamjwalker.com, and it has links to everything else. So just trek on over there, sign up for my newsletter, and uh, all will be well with the world. And happy New Year, people. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. 2023! Whoop, whoop. Do-do-do! <laughs>